When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do, my Been there. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you're going to take home with you. Done that. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch. But there was something truly special about making that trip with your dad because he didn't care if you rented R-rated movies when he had custody of you. Anything to piss mom off, basically. <laughs> yes. On this podcast, Jeez. we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two dudes who look like a lady. Sean Breyer and AJ Benz, how the heck are you? I'll take that compliment. I wish All I did. Day. Yeah. All day, baby. Grow my hair out again. Yeah. Trying, to, trying to get my locks going again. Um, flow. Yeah. Get Sick that flow. flow, baby. Sick flow. Hey, there's wigs. Always just trying to be in touch with my... Um, Feminine, feminine side. side. Yeah, that's, that's what right. they call that. Yeah. Well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss a movie that won an Oscar, not for acting. No. But for you guessed it, makeup. 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 The second highest grossing movie of 1993, our second Robin Williams movie, major apologies for not remembering Hook, because <laughs> we were like, I think this is our first Robin oh, Williams movie. <laughs> we just did Hook. A movie about the perils of divorce <laughs> and how to break the law to get what you want. We are, of course, talking about 1993's Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, damn, dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the confused breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Well, if you are new to this podcast, we will be reviewing this movie with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we must first discuss it with pure and utter nostalgia. AJ, let's start with you. Tell us the first time you saw this movie, what you remember about it, and what the nostalgic rating is. This is this is definitely one that I can say was exactly what we're here to do. Video rental. And seeing that cover of mm-hmm. Robin Williams on there, and like, and I think it's got the the kids. Uh, you know, uh, Robin Williams is at the top as Mrs. Doubtfire, and then the kids. And I remember seeing it, and I remember thinking, like, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't want to watch this Too movie. Spooky? Uh, well, something like that. No, okay. um, no. I like. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was like a, an old lady. Literally didn't know it was Robin Williams. Had no idea. And then I saw kids. I'm like, okay, great. It's just like some family PG G rated movie that I didn't know Julia mom Child wants to... was in a movie. Yeah. 
like that mom wanted to rant. You, you know? thought it was Uncle Buck because it's basically the same cover. It is. It's like, hello, let me in. Uh-huh. <laughs> here I am creeping into your house. <laughs> oh, no. The, I don't belong here. The weird family member's back. Fish out of water into a family-sized bowl. Mmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was what it was, though. So, like, and then finally watching it, I I would say like, uh, uh, I I just liked the Aerosmith song, and I was like, okay, cool, it's got rock and roll. So I like music. I like music. So I I don't know, guys. I wasn't I wasn't hyped the first time I watched this. I'm gonna give it a a, a six point two. Oh Dang. my god. Okay. Hey, Sean. That's me. Uh, yeah, same as AJ. VHS. I I don't know if we uh, ripped this off a of TV or not. Or we just bought it, or both. Um, could have happened either way, or both. Uh, but yeah, I remember watching it all of the goddamn time. Me and my brother would put this on repeat along with Three Ninjas and uh, all of those movies like The Goonies and stuff. I loved it. I rewatched it all the goddamn time. It's a 10. What? Wow, yeah. nostalgic 10. For me, like, th- you got to remember this. This is so I'm 11 years old when this movie comes out. And like, it's not, this isn't a kid's movie. Right. But it, and I wasn't like, I'm not an adult, so I, I just I felt like I was in the wrong age group to watch this movie when it came out. Yeah. I'm watching Three Ninjas. I'm watching Blank Check. I'm watching that kind of stuff that's truly made for like a preteen kid. This is not a preteen kid movie. It's got moments, but it's like, ooh, it's a little too like that's not funny. Other than a few parts. So for yeah. me, I think we rented it, but never we never bought it. And that tells you the story. Like we yeah. didn't go, wow, we need we need this because we're gonna watch this a million times. For I'm gonna call it a five point two for me. Uh, executive producer David Gould made this selection. This All is right. his choice. Well so let's see what he has to say about it. He said, looking back at the movies that wore out our family VHS player, few movies got more runtime than Mrs. Doubtfire. The crazy chaotic energy of Robin Williams captivated me in a way that only Jim Carrey could do at the time. The physicality of his humor would send me into hysterical laughter while the very adult premises would fly right over my head. Between flaming boobs, crazy impressions, and Aerosmith anthems, this movie was perfect for my young, impressionable brain. So my nostalgic rating would be a 9.5. Yeah, buddy. It's pretty much me wow. and AJ versus David and Sean yeah. on this. So you're getting nostalgically, all four of us, a 7.73. Okay. Which is going to take you to, you know what, fairly high on the list. That's number 24. It is tied with Blues Brothers. Just better than Home Alone, just worse than The Sandlot. Just better than Home Alone. That's yeah, funny. That's okay. how we feel about it as a group. Respect. But we're going to strip that all away because it, it does actually we're matter. We're going to talk about this with a modern eye. And to start that off, Sean's going to hook us up with pertinent, important details of this movie. What do you got, man? Everyone Cares, produced by Mark Radcliffe, <laughs> Marsha Williams, and Robin Williams. Written by Randy Singer and Leslie Dixon. Based on the book by Anne Fine. Ah. Not good. Not great. Just fine. Okay. Cinematography by Donald McAlpine. Also did Career Opportunities, which I hope we do one day. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, the uh, uh, Good one or the bad one? The, the, you know, the one. Nicole Kidman and shit. Romeo oh. Must Die? No. Oh, Leo. Uh, and with Moulin and Moulin Rouge. All right. Uh, I worked with that director a lot. I'm forgetting his name. But he also did uh, movies that we've covered, Parenthood and Predator. 
This is a very parenthood kind of movie. Very almost, much. Right? Yeah. I, th- I looked it up on YouTube and it was like the suggestion to rent Mrs. Doubtfire. And then right below that was Parenthood. Jeez. Uh, you know, just a Donald McAlpine collection. Mm. Music by Howard Shore, edited by Raja Gosnell, directed by Chris Columbus. Hey. Cast Robin Williams, Sally Field, Pierce Brosnan, Harvey Fires Feinstein, oh. uh, Polly Holiday, Lisa Jacob. Matthew Lawrence, Mara Wilson, Robert Prosky, Anne Haney, and Martin Mull. Based off British writer Anne Fine's novel, Madam Doubtfire, Anne Fine was walking the streets of her Scottish neighborhood one day and came across a shop owned by a woman named Annabella Couts. The name of her shop was Madam Doubtfire. After, this, after the success of Home Alone, director Christopher Columbus was a hot commodity. Being offered the script for Mrs. Doubtfire, Chris Columbus had a big champion for his career in Steven Spielberg. Columbus would write several scripts for Spielberg, and the two would support each other through their careers. Um, as I think we've talked about before, Chris Columbus wrote the screenplay for Goonies, which uh, Steven Spielberg optioned and had um, Zemeckis. I think Zemeckis directed uh-huh. Goonies, uh, direct that. And then he also wrote uh, Gremlins for Joe Dante. Uh, author Anne Fine originally envisioned Warren Beatty in the role of Mrs. Doubtfire, saying okay. it would be a great contrast of his real-life womanizing antics. Um, but that didn't that's what we out. want. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, oh, I just want it to be great. Yeah. Just like that. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Tim <laughs> Allen was also in talks to play the role, but then fell through. I could see that. Well, did you hear? Did you hear a little deeper on Tim Allen in this? Uh-uh. Apparently, they wanted it to be like a film version of Home Improvement, where it was going to actually be the same Tim Allen, Patricia uh, Richardson, okay. the kids, where then they like they get divorced. Huh? It's Jeez. like the continuation of the TV show. But apparently, everybody's like, "This is stupid." Like, no, leave wow. the TV show where it they is. They wanted to like horseshoe that. I, I was plot just going to say. It. It's like, yeah, uh, hey, shoe, meet Horn, yeah. and there you go, That we've got Tim Allen. I guess Tim Tim Allen and Patricia Richardson were like, no, that's stupid. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no, we're just no. going to keep doing our thing because we're making a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, we got, uh, you know, Brad. Yeah, we got we got Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> well, I don't no, know if Zachary you... Ty, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh well, him too. He's my guy. And then Mark, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him in a goth phase. <laughs> <laughs> then people will care. Ooh, edgy. <laughs> Robin Williams was very involved and committed to the film. On top of the nearly five hours of makeup of makeup application, Williams was obviously a sweetheart on set toward his fellow cast members and crew. In fact, when the kids came in to audition for their roles, Williams would be in full makeup, and Jeez. the actors had no idea it was him. Oh, my. Their genuine reactions to the character are what got them the parts. So, like, yeah, he, they, they, when, when creating this makeup, it took, like, a, a while. Uh, to create like the perfect look, a lot of it looked like scary, kind of, and then uh, they came up with the hair, and then the glasses were like the actual like finishing touch for it, and so yeah, when uh, uh, auditioning the kids, uh, he would be in full makeup and like even go out and like to, like to like a fast food restaurants or something like that as Mrs. Doubtfire. No one had any clue. This is why this movie won best makeup because it's. Ex- I mean, you, what. Why it won Best Makeup is because the makeup is great, but the performer underneath the makeup has to be great as well. And yeah. when you have Robin Williams, like that voice is un, <laughs> unrecognizable. 
when he becomes Mrs. Doubtfire. You, it, you can't see Robin Williams in it at all. He's, it's just a master class yeah. of what he's doing. Miss, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire was released on November 24th, 1993, and on a budget of $25 million, the film made $441 million at the box office. I guess that's and, all right. Uh, it was going to have a sequel, but uh, no one wanted it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I love when people say they're like, "No, this it was fine the way it is. We are done. We don't need this. Let us just have this moment, and that's all we need to Somebody have." Somebody yeah. said that the the best idea they came up with was that the oldest daughter was going to college, and he wanted to be Mrs. Doubtfire, like, and live next door to her to to keep an eye on her. But then at that that's point, a fucking terrible because premise. he's on TV as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Yeah, people would know, and she knows. Yeah, she's like. Oh, we hey, we Dad. we wrapped this all up this with all a <laughs> with a wonderful little explanation of sometimes these ba- these things happen and they don't work out. Now we're going to college. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm with you, Mrs. Doubtfire abroad. This is New York. Goes home. European vacation. <laughs> Lost in Lost New York. In New York. Mrs. Doubtfire at Mega Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Showdown, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, you know this podcast needs. Sorry, Mrs. Doubtfire beyond Thunderdome, beyond the. Th- <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire goes back in time to the Wild West. <laughs> oh, meets Tim Cur- Curry. Come on, let's let's get it. How about we Mrs. get that? Mrs. Doubtfire goes and fights a Russian in yeah. Russia. In Russia, Rocky Four. Mrs. Doubtfire Four. four. She's down on her luck, but she's clawing her way back to the top. <laughs> Call us, we're available. Cut, cut me, Mick. We got we got ID. <laughs> oh, cut me. <laughs> well, Let's listen, go. you know that this podcast needs your help. We're just three dudes trying to put out weekly content for you guys to listen to. It's a crazy world out there. There are like 10 million active podcasts for you to choose from. So in order to keep this podcast free and growing, we have two missions for you. They change from episode to episode. Your mission today, number one, you go out, you give us a five-star rating. Just do the it. The trolls are back, you guys. They're back. They're back. And they're back. And, the, and so we just need to get a little boost in the five stars, you know, just to keep it, just to make that random listener go, hmm, hmm, seems like a real nice podcast. <laughs> So go out, laughing. We laugh too much. Yeah, go out, Sorry. go out and give us a review. Five stars. Also, number two, check us out at patreon.com slash confuse breakfast. That is the best way to support this podcast. You get weekly bonus audio. Weekly. There's like a hundred episodes now of stuff you can listen to. I'm sure after this, we're gonna have like a deep discussion on some Robin Williams movies. hundred percent. Uh next week we're gonna tell you about uh all about Bursch Bursch Kreishner's behind the scenes. So join that patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Tons of great stuff there. Mm. Up next, AJ does the research for us, gives us the ratings and reviews of critics and fans alike. What do you got, man? Guys, are you stoked? Super stoked for the tomato, tomato meter. Gross. Seventy percent on the tomato meter. Seventy percent, and also not certified fresh. So seventy-one hmm. is certified fresh. No, I've seen sixties that are certified fresh. Okay, I don't hmm. understand the certified fresh stamp of approval anymore, guys. I have lost it. Believe uh, it or 70%. not, percent of a hundred of a hundred plus movie we we. we, we <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, here, hold on. Cedar there Ridge. we go. Let's just do this real quick. Mm-hmm. A little uh, liquid courage there. Okay. And cut scene and go. 
Of all the movies we've done, guys, not one single movie has had a 70%. Like, we're starting to get to that point where they're tying with things. Yeah. So this is number 51 of all movies we've done right below The Santa Claus, right above The Wedding Singer. That is where this movie falls critically. That fits. That that works. Uh, uh, a few different uh, comedic geniuses in there. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yep. Um, 77% uh, was where the audience came in at, and it was a 7.1 on IMDb. Hmm. So, good movie. Like, <laughs> this is a good movie. Insanely good. Well, here's what it's tied with of all the movies we've done. The Mummy. Great. Spaceballs. Amazing. Coming to America. Yeah. Tommy Boy. Love it. Fast Times. Yeah. Those are all sense. great that movies. Is, that is As the same thing. See. Yep. There you go. Yep. It's a foolproof uh, theory that we have. How about a... Uh, We'll do a, a 20 out of 100, 2 out of 10, film threat. Brad Laidman said Mrs. Doubtfire is overlong, barely funny, and a surprisingly bitter movie, especially for a film aimed at children. Hmm. There's some logic there. His parents were divorced, and he didn't take it well. He didn't like having to relive it yeah. at this point, unfortunately. So, uh, Entertainment, Owen Gleiberman. <laughs> 75 out of 100 Williams gives an inspired comic performance unfortunately the he outclasses the movie which he is basic is basically a patchwork ripoff of Tootsie eh. I've never seen Tootsie Dustin Hoffman get your Tootsies in a row I don't know what I'm saying God, <laughs> guys one out of ten probably the worst film I've ever seen Ew. when I wrote probably the worst film I've ever seen I lied the film was so bad. Wait. False advertisement. Yeah, I know. You said probably. Here it goes. The film was so bad that I walked out of the cinema before the film finished. Mm, the cinema. It wasn't funny. Had no story. And the vision of Robin Williams in a dress uh, plus full makeup made me feel physically sick. Ugh. Um, But why'd you write a review? Because you, you said, oh, but I didn't watch it. But it doesn't have any story or vision or anything. I hated the ending because I, I, I walked see, out. Because yeah, I, I didn't see it. it. Terrible ending. <laughs> Don't write a review if you haven't finished a movie. Right. Time out. Have either of you guys walked out of a theater? No, never. Why? I don't think I have. Why would you? I, you committed that time. You committed that money. Yeah. What the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah. I'm going to leave. Uh, uh, watch it and see if you like it. Like Maybe there will be a scene. You're like, wow, that was cool. Yeah. I'm going to go next door to the coffee shop and drink my own pee and write a review. <laughs> that's, what gonna instead. I, that's a better use of my time. Well, can I get you? Here uh, I come, I have my own pee. <laughs> I brought it with me. <laughs> Put it, just warm it up, please. Will you warm that up in the microwave? <laughs> I have to write an IMDb review. <laughs> The world oh. has been waiting. Oh, here's your chair, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be out front sitting on the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm homeless. Oh, <laughs> it all comes together now. <laughs> homeless and parentless. Um, uh, ooh, uh, well. It went, it went too, too far. Too far, too far, man. Uh, I'm not even going to do that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was good. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous and unfunny. Uh, this sentimental nonsense isn't realistic. Its attempts at humor are pathetically lame. The plot is pretentious, or uh, preposterous. A divorced father pretends to be a woman in order to be employed as a housekeeper in the house of his ex-wife and their children. 
as if none of them would notice that it's him. Let it go. <laughs> Suspend <laughs> your disbelief. Like, isn't that what we say all the time? This should be a, on our shirt. <laughs> Suspend your disbelief. Yeah. For fucking once. For <laughs> Aggressive. All right, last There's one. There's no way she could walk up <laughs> the streets of San Francisco, how steep they are, in those heels, having never walked in those before. Not even possible. I don't like this movie. Yeah. Um, zero out of it. 10, zero out of 100, zero out of 1,000. There you go. <laughs> last one, six out of 10. This is definitely not a family movie. Uh, this was written in 2021. Imagine you're in the face of divorce and you have a daydream to save your marriage. Yes, this movie is for people like that. It's kind of depressed. Uh, it, it's kind of depressed for a children and family to watch. Mm. Don't like that. So, cool. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? Mike just got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> did, did it just light up really bright? I think so. Is it in your pocket? It might be. I don't know. It's probably Check my out. fault. Check out our studio. We uh, we got a neon sign now. If you're watching on the YouTube's, when the sun goes down, <laughs> and it just it just got really bright all of a sudden. Neon moon, bam. Okay. Anyway, look at you. Look at that. Shit. Anyways, guys. Yeah, too depressing. He gave it a six out of ten. He's like, this is not a family movie. Um, maybe we'll agree with him later on. Maybe yeah, we will. We'll maybe we will. Before we dissect this movie scene by scene with a modern mean. eye. We got to thank our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Whiskey. We've been talking about them for like 18 years now, Ooh. I think. 18 of our 19 years of doing this podcast. Ooh. Best whiskey ever made. They're in our backyard in Swisher, Iowa. You have to try their products. Uh, our favorite generally being the, the, the quintessential American single malt. If you like scotch, this is better than scotch. Uh, the flagship bourbon is perfect for... Um, Putting it on ice, uh, making making some old fashions with mm-hmm. it, messing around. The other day, I put I put their rye in some red wine. Ooh, look yes. at you! And it was delicious. Yes, uh, their rye is fantastic. Their bourbon's fantastic. They've got brandies. They've got uh, the slip collaboration with Slipknot. Fuck yeah, dude! Pulse of the maggots. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Gross. you have to go to cedarridgewhiskey.com. You can order some straight to your door, most likely. Um, or you can check out like with your local distributors. They're spreading like crazy across the U.S. Go ask for some Cedar Ridge whiskey. Get any products they have. They're all amazing. We love them. And coming soon, <laughs> um, coming soon, know. perhaps a confused breakfast barrel what? selection. What might or be just a, saying? Might be a yellow label on a bottle. Hey, around there. Might be. Go to cedarridgewhiskey.com. Drink responsibly. Check them out, please. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Well, boys, what do you say we sink the sub, hide the weasel, park the porpoise, a bit of the old Humpty Dumpty, little Jack Horny, the horizontal mambo, hmm? mm. the bone dancer, rumple foreskin, baloney bop. <laughs> A bit of cunning linguistics. I want to do all of that. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I being a little graphic? <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't have let your kids listen to this episode. Oh. Like you shouldn't have taken them to this movie. That is my stance. We'll talk about it later. Here we go. Daniel Hilliard is a voice actor living in San Francisco, California. One day he quits his job at an animation studio and then returns home to throw a wild birthday party for his son, Chris. 
His wife Miranda is furious with Daniel for having planned and thrown the party behind her back. They have an argument, and Miranda says she wants a divorce. The judge grants Miranda sole custody of the children, but says that he will reconsider in three months, pending Daniel's job and living status. So you cast Robin Williams as a uh, a dad who plays whose job it is uh, as a animated character he's for a, shows. He's a voice actor, voice actor for these classic cartoons. Why does that make so much sense? I forgot how good he was at Aladdin. impersonations. Aladdin, that's why it makes so much what, sense. What year was Aladdin? I don't know, to be honest. Was that after this? I think that was like 95. 95? I'll double check it, but yeah. He, I, I just, I don't know why that doesn't register my brain of him being so good at impersonations. Yeah. It, it's like he, throughout this whole thing, you start the movie off with it. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, I, was I didn't even. Was 92 was Aladdin. Okay, so, so it was right before so this. Right before before this. this. It was like right away he's even singing that song, and I'm like, that's not him. Mm-hmm. That's him. He's singing that. Oh, wow. He, figaro, 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 figaro. He's so big on, like, even in these moments, you know? And I, you know, I forget, I forget that, oh, you've got like this badass dream job, and then you just walked out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, if I'm supposed to be on your side at this point. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you guys. It'll come up, I think. But, um, Maybe he's not the most responsible parent. <laughs> well, at all. How long has he been doing this job? You know, it's perfect that he played. It's perfect that he played Peter Pan too, because yeah. it's like the complete contrast. Like he was all business and no family, right. you know. And then he became Peter no Pan. business and just fantasy. <laughs> he's living like Peter Pan right now. Like it's just a, a fantasy and. Doesn't seem to want any responsibilities. So did so did Peter Banning come back and he came back from from life and now he is acting more like a kid. It's the curse after this, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just uh, turns out I am Peter Pan and I'm just going to be do kid things. And he's like, I want to be a voice actor. I'm going to do voices. There we go. That's cool. And I'm going to take a, a moral stand about cigarette smoking and cartoons. <laughs> Let cigarette, me ask the yeah. technicians. They're all sm- chain They're all smoking chain like three smoking. cigarettes. Isn't each. isn't that like it's so. So weird to look back on them smoking in the, in there like normal. I know, yeah. like it was weird. Oh, it's kind of weird that we're showing kids smoking, but us all smoking here is totally normal. Correct. That's just so strange to me. Well, even later, they like smoking or non-smoking. You fucking remember that shit? Yeah, what? in restaurants. Oh God, yeah, yeah. smoking yeah. Oh, sections. Yeah. yeah. Do you want smoking or non-smoking? It's like I don't. Are you serious? There's an option for this. That's awful. Th- that was normal. Yeah. It might still be a thing in some places. I don't know. Nah, I think we've. Um, uh, you think as a country, casinos, casinos, yeah, <laughs> they've got a smoking section. Yeah. No, don't worry. We make a lot of money for the government. Right, we can do what we want. Right. <laughs> so you bring you bring the San Francisco Zoo to your house. Um, why not just go to the San Francisco Zoo instead of bringing animals who shit and piss and have to eat weird shit? In order to survive constantly, like, yeah. that's all these these particular animals do, like goats and yeah. like donkeys and stuff. These Sean, are the weird petting zoo, yeah, animals. Yeah. Sean, you know that having uh, animals of a zoo <laughs> or that that ain't legal either. That ain't legal. <laughs> that ain't legal. <laughs> like, fucking park ranger now. Said that. <laughs> the cops like, and you know that uh, you can't really have uh, zoo animals of nature of yeah, that ain't legal. <laughs> that ain't legal. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, she's completely, completely right in this, right? Like, 
you you don't notice as a kid that the underlying tones of this like he what what's the son's name uh Matthew Lawrence well what what's his uh, name in the yeah, movie whatever uh, Chris. Uh, sport. Chris Chris it's sport a sport. Hey, sport. Hey, sport Chris Chris is not supposed to have a party because of his grades uh, like he's essentially grounded. Oh. He even he even uh, one of the kids says that like, oh, you're not supposed to throw a party because he's got because of his report card or whatever. Oh. So like he this this dude quits his job, gets the cops called on his house, ruins the house, has barnyard animals in the house, and throws a party despite her not wanting him to throw a party because they're trying to discipline their son. As it as as a child, you're like, why is she be why is she noshing on my gig, man? Yeah. <laughs> but now as an adult, you're like, dude, he sucks at being a parent. You yeah, you have to you gotta literally think you quit your job and in a matter of what hours, two hours, three hours? She doesn't even know he quit the job yet. Yeah. And spend how much money on this fucking party? Is he is he making good money at this voice acting thing, or is she like the total breadwinner? Do you think? I think it's oh her. yeah, because we we find out that like you know he he doesn't hold jobs very long. How long has he been doing the voice acting thing? Might have been his first day. You know, you never know. Like that's that's the one thing. It's like oh, you need to you need to be able to hold down a job. You need to be able to like have a place that's like suitable for living. All this stuff. You know, how long has he actually held a job, or is he just being fun dad you know what i mean he's just like hey kids let's listen to house of pain yeah fuck yeah yeah pack it out pack it in let me begin (laughs) okay um he's trashing the house man (laughs) if you if you walked in and this was going on how would you feel uh irate yeah um i and then and then when he meets up with his kids uh i think it's Liddy, lydia 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 um is the is like ask him is like you get fired again like again yeah yeah there and there was no See? inkling of it she just is like oh you're here now so that means you're not at work yeah it means you got fired again again that's again. a problem no I quit this time Big. this time and I'm gonna make up for it by just completely trying to one up your mom and go against her wishes <laughs> right now let's go do that I it's kind of tough to stomach. <laughs> It just, is. just like that soccer cake looks like it is. Yeah. What's that grass like frosting on there? It always freaked me out as a kid. Like what? Like it only looks like donkey food. It doesn't look like a real cake. Oh, I know. Yeah. It was uh, the nineties. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You could food wasn't food in the nineties. You could you could put grass on a cake back then. <laughs> yeah, could. absolutely. It's it's completely fine. I had a giant crush on Lydia Lisa Jacob. Oh yeah. Do you remember other movies? Talk she's about in? it, bro. Do you remember oh, other see. movies? She's, uh, yeah, we were yes. like basically the same age. Independence There's, Day. Yes. Yeah. She's Randy Quaid's daughter in Independence Day. But more importantly, a little deep cut. I know Sean knows. Matinee. Oh fuck! She's yeah. in matinee. Duh. She's the girl uh, that goes in the bunker with the kid. Yes, and like these were all within three years of each other. And I saw all these movies. Like, gosh, you think she'd like me? <laughs> you think she? I bet if we met, we'd really hit it off. <laughs> you, think, you think she likes soccer? Do you think? You think she'd like my train collection? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in train back then. Okay. Uh, do you think you'd like the, the trains? We could do trains, right? Do you think? Do you think it's also possible to have a a divorce parents arguing scene in the 90s without kids on the stairs listening <laughs> yeah i don't know because i don't think that's possible <laughs> no 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 with, especially important. with the head go- between going oh no are mom and dad gonna get divorced yeah. Why what's are divorce cue cue melodramatic piano whatever you know and uh 
<sighs> Mom um, and dad are fighting again. This is worse than last time. Last time. <laughs> Uh, how do you? How do you? Do you guys like? Uh, do you guys like Mara? Mara Wilson is that her name? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Natalie. Yeah. Natalie is she? Is this probably one of her first roles? I'm guessing. I think this was her first role. I, I think. think I think it was like yeah. an introducing. Mara Wilson. Can you? Um, the punchable what, face. Ramsey. No. 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 Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> from Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us. Much. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Serious Almost vibes. Just like her. Yeah. Serious vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to take it a little deeper too, like. To, to let's let's build the case against uh, Daniel here. Like we've already been doing this, right? Gladly. <laughs> well, he he even says like when she's talking about wanting to get a divorce, he says no 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 we'll we'll, we'll take a vacation because you're different when you're on vacation. Like oh yeah, problems go away. It's it's you you are the one that's causing the problems here. So if we go on vacation, you'll get away from your job and then you'll go back to normal. Yeah, and we'll be good. Right. It's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> Look, man, you gotta you gotta fight that corporate life, Miranda. Yeah, you used to be so against those corporate schlubs. Yeah. Remember when we were artists? It's we San were, Francisco. Remember when we were showing our genitalia fucking ten years ago to random people. Remember? We we, we posed nude. It's like uh they filmed us having sex. It's like that's not okay. Like, <laughs> let's, get, let's get back to that. Can we just get back to that? Cunnilingus, get, do more get, of it. Yeah. Can we just um, get back to it? <laughs> Cunning linguistics. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but their fight seems like real and actually like brutal. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, my my parents are divorced. I didn't really hear them like argue like this or anything. But I remember being like a little scared when that would happen. Just like ar- arguments like this. It is like traumatizing to a kid. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, I'm I turned out all right, kind of. Um, <laughs> lots of therapy. We it's made fine. it. It's fine. That's brutal for like a, a kid to witness, even if like you know. Even if they're told, like, go upstairs, because we're going to argue now, you know? Yeah. Um, Walls but, are thin, all right? San Francisco houses, they're, ooh, man. you know? But as we, yeah, it's infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, as, as we'll get into it, I really do think that this is a good representation of how, I mean, you know, uh, not how a divorce should be handled, but, like, it tells a, a good convincing um, story of how, like, amicable it could be. You know what I mean? Because it's it's yeah. a, it's a it's an issue, and that's and I think it handles it pretty well. Other than you know the whole going behind the back as a completely different person thing. I think <laughs> the the nineties too. You know, it certainly wasn't in culture like it was today. Right. You know, so it started to kind of approach those issues, like what you're talking about. You know, in the eighties, I think that was even still. Oh, you don't get divorced. No, you just. You just suck it up through the for the kids. The yeah. Bible. Yeah. You just go you to you turn back to that book. Yeah. What would right. Jesus do? Yeah. Right? Uh you're right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know at this time I probably wouldn't have known many people that were divorced. Yeah. Like and it wasn't it wasn't talked about a, a lot, at least it definitely was not in storylines. Right, right. Of like, yeah, we're getting divorced. Yeah. What? I don't. Sorry. Uh, one quick thing. I don't like Robin Williams' hair in this at all. It's pretty, what's what's happening with it? Nineties. It looks like it's looks like there's like a gerbil on top of his head trying to get out of there. Trying yeah. to make him look like homely, lowly, <sighs> lowly old Daniel can't catch a break. Yeah. Lowly and homeless. Well, yeah. He he. It's the way he dresses. It's like it's very young. You know. Yeah. He's disheveled. He. It's like he's but he's been wearing that hat all day, and bouncing <laughs> up and down. So he's he's. You got to think like he's late 30s, probably maybe early 40s. 
and he's trying to hang out with his kids and bounce, and he's out of breath, and he's sweating, and he's, <laughs> oh got, you God, know. just Stop. You're just describing me right now. <laughs> God. Uh, you know, on. he's like an idiot. He waited till he was 40 to have a child. And now, he's out of, now he's out of breath. What a piece of shit. How's he, he going to pick he his kids up? He still dresses like he's young. Uh, yeah. He forgets he's 40. He's going his hair out For God's now. sakes, tuck your shirt in. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's a cool uh, Caddyshack shirt. Uh, yeah, I wonder what it means. You, uh, you're 40? Oh, that's great. I was born in 82. Yeah. This says 84 on it. That's awesome. Hell, that's a great shirt. Yeah. You bought that <laughs> offline, huh? You spent yeah. money on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> no. Um, I love it. I'm just being, making fun. So, and uh, I, I just want to talk about the uh, the the court scene maybe before, before we totally move on. Please. Because this whole thing um, it just makes you think like, wow, yeah, uh, I know. I now realize why people... Uh, hated lawyers back then because I don't like either of those lawyers. Ooh, the 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 woman the lawyer. lady is crazy. Wow. She's like, hmm. she like the judge is handing down the sentence and and she's just like, yes, we got your got another one. <laughs> Fuck yeah, one more one more chink in the chain yeah. for the for the patriarchy. <laughs> got it. <laughs> just like okay. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time... Then you have other guy. Well, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, but at the same time, the, the, the judge handed down is like, you don't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're an out-of-work voice actor. You know, you don't you don't have a proper place to live. Your haircut is dog shit. Your haircut is dog shit. Three things require <laughs> to be a good parent. Right. Uh, yeah. Hair, apartment, uh, job. <laughs> Hair. <laughs> Khakis. <Well>. It's like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Hillard, where are your khakis? <laughs> what are you doing? This is a court of law. This is a court of law. And you will respect it. Those things better be pleated and ironed. I want pleats the next time I see you. That's what I need. Isn't that amazing, though, how it does? Like, you watch this as a kid, you're like, that's so harsh. Like, mm-hmm. what? Listen to what he's saying. He's like, you need these things, hey, hey, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Like, it's the most fair sentence I've ever heard. As we as we've dis, <laughs> like distinguished, there is a mo- there are moments when you're a kid that you just you, it doesn't register what's being said. You're only picking up on the the themes of the music and if it's a sad sadder theme oh, no. or if it's happier and lifting. And you you kind of have that playing into you. And then it's the sad look. It's just the sad look of Robin Williams is all I'm picking up as a child, right? And I'm like, this is just not fair. He loves his children. Why can't he be with his children? It's like, uh, look, I guess I just have to be reasonable here, Mr. <laughs> Hillard. I see you've had like seven jobs in the past like year and a half, um, and you've been fired from most of them. Um, you're you're going to be leaving the house, and you don't have any place to live. I think most you said most of your stuff is still in your car. And uh, look, you haven't combed your hair since 1979 this is not okay it's like you need you you need to have the reasonable things to support your children work on them. but at the same time as a kid i'm still just like this isn't fair <laughs> but he's funny yeah but he got the zoo to our house <laughs> he turned he's his head sideways and jumped yeah. on the couch <laughs> listen to what is it house, house of, of pain why did i say cypress hill in my notes uh, it sounds like cypress hill uh I, I'm, now you're making me doubt myself. That's House of Pain. It's Jump House around. of Pain. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> Cypress Hill's more like, instead of jumping around, don't jump around and smoke this yeah. bowl. Yeah, you. fuck yeah. Totally different. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck right. 20s. We legalize it. Before we move on, though, why, 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 why was this grandma in the scene? 
Why is she there? And then why does she never reappear? And then why doesn't she just take care of the kids? Right. Why isn't she just kind of, you know, that was a throwaway for me. Like, just like, oh, let's just get an old lady and stand her up there and he can make a couple jokes about her. Yeah. It's just it's just like another like non sequitur thing that just happens and then pops in. It's like, oh, yeah, wait, well, there's mom. Like, grandma would be helping and happy to help with the kids. Grandma's here while we get back on our feet. Turns out, no, she's got her own vacation already planned. I'm going down for my ties. <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck those kids. What was the the, the nosy neighbor? The Karen? Oh, fucking Polly uh, or something. What's, Polly? what's the mom's name? The first name? Miranda. Miranda. The, like, it always irked me as a kid, even in these rewatches where uh, she's like flipping through the phone book and like the sound of the phone book was like irritating to me and it still is. Yeah. Just like everything a Karen does is just fucking horrible. It just has to be obnoxious and yeah. kind of like uh, like drawing attention. And then when she finally gets through, she's like, yes, Miranda Hillard, please. Like her <laughs> voice is just like, whoa. It, <laughs> sound, it sounds like, you know, someone, yeah, why not? Okay, because I have it too. <laughs> We're on a train to yes. go punch a face. Yeah. I'm on board. It sounds like, it sounds like, like uh, her her throat is coated with charcoal. <laughs> uh, who? Which which lady is this again? The neighbor. Like, the neighbor. The neighbor. Who calls lady. the co- he calls the cop. She calls the cops and then also calls Miranda at work okay. to say there are farm animals here. Okay. They're eating my bushes. They're <laughs> my babushkas. My babushkas. That's I don't Sean's want to know about your face. bush getting eaten. eaten. <laughs> Shut up. This is not what I needed. Do I'm it. Dive work. in there. I'm, I'm, I'm at for work. It. Oh, I'm for I'm it. I'm at work. That's what Miranda's saying. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's back in the day when obviously no one had. Well, she did have a cell phone. Yeah. She did have a little weird flip cell phone. But this is back when you had. You know, like when you fill out a form, sometimes nowadays it's like, give me your work number. Give yeah. me your home number. Give yeah. me your cell number. Give it's me your fax same. number. It's all the same now. But back then it was like, well, just in case you can't reach me at home, Contact. here's my direct number at work, yeah. and then here's also my mobile device, but it costs a lot of money to talk on that, so only an emergency. You right. know what? I'll give you the number to my life alert. Yes. Because that'll my be My life alert. <laughs> I don't have much longer. I don't. <laughs> All right. Sean's punching her in the face. Who are you punching in the I'm face? I'm punching uh, Daniel's lawyer. Oh. Okay. Because this is what I was going to say. is I know we, we hate lady lawyer, right? She's like... She's so she's so satisfied with this like you know tough sentence coming down or like that's they're moving forward with. I mean, basically full custody going to Miranda, uh, uh, like except for Saturdays. And then you think about Daniel's lawyer and the conversation, and he's like handing down the sentence. He's like, "Isn't this where you like object or something?" He's like, "Hell no, I can't really do that." And then he's like, "Hey, uh, not too bad, right? We uh, you know, ninety days." Well, we could pull it together. Then he's just like, yeah. Like, you didn't do anything for me, dude. That guy, I want to punch that guy. Okay. Okay. I'm going to punch... I'm going to punch Tony at the studio where where he goes to work. Oh. Where he's like, hi, I'm uh, Daniel Hillard, the actor. That guy... I want to punch that dumb Smart ass. I want to punch that dumbass leather hat that he has. I want it to fall <laughs> off of his face as his head hits the ground. That guy, he he drives a cab. Yes, for another job. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's terrible. So that's who I'm punching I, in the face. I do like that too. Well Scene done. two: Daniel finds an apartment and gets a low-level job at a TV station. He learns that Miranda intends to hire a housekeeper. Alters the classified ad and messes with her, pretending to be different people. He then calls as Mrs. Doubtfire and impresses Miranda into getting an interview. Daniel enlists his brother Frank, a makeup artist, and his partner Jack to transform him into the character. 
what do you think of uh, his impressions during this scene of of the when he's talking to the Mrs. Snell or yes. whatever? Uh, yeah, what's her name, Mrs. Snell? I think that's what her name. Uh, is. Mrs. Selner. 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 Yeah, I I love this scene, and every time he's like, I do a great impression of a hot dog. That's like, <laughs> and he holds it too long, like like he goes, you laugh because he goes, oh, he's a hot dog, and then you go, it's not that funny. But then he holds it just one second longer, and <laughs> you right, go, it is All right, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you can tell uh, they they said he did what? What did they say? They basically shot like five takes of every scene, and then they basically said go, go, yeah. And they and he would keep like three different cameras rolling at all times because they never knew where he was going to be. They or couldn't what he was keep up do. with him. They just couldn't keep up with him. he's such an energetic force. And that's the, that's the funniest stuff. I know you know they basically just sat him down there and go, yeah. give us 20 different funny things. Yeah. And he just went, only 20? Yeah. I have a million. Let's 90, go. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this, is, uh, this is where they definitely let that stuff onto the final cut of the movie. But they said they had probably three different cuts of the movie. One was rated R. One was PG-13. Another one was PG. And like, if they really wanted to, it could have been a, a three-hour movie. Of of additional parts and scenes and uh, and side storylines yeah. even and a, a lot of it was driven by Robin Williams wanting to get the best take and he said they said that he needed to get the scene out of his mind so that's why so they would they just let did him it so many times they, oh, that's wow. why they would let him do it ten times in a scene be, so he could be done with it I can't imagine half of me thinks it be it would be amazing being on that set and being a part of it but half of me also thinks being one of the other actors. It would be just like draining. You could see, especially in like Pierce Brosnan, and it works for his character. But you can see, like, especially like the improv kind of takes that he has with Pierce Brosnan there with him. You can tell that Pierce Brosnan's face is just like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, I'll just kind of react how I react, and he's just classy because he's James Bond. You know, not yet. He's not. Well, not yet. Um, But uh, you know what I mean. Can you, yeah. can you kind of oh, feel that? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I when we get to, when we get to Pierce Brosnan, I I've, I really do think uh, he's great for this role. And but like you're saying about everyone else on that set, and not even just the other actors, Robin Williams is a freight train, and you get have to you have to get out of the way or try to jump on and and ride it for what it you is. You know who I think stops that train? Who kind of derails that train? <sighs> Sally Field. Sally Field. Sally Field is just a uh, roadblock of an actor. You know, like I, especially like later on when she does find out that it's actually her husband, her ex husband. Oh yeah. She goes through like a hundred different emotions in just like three seconds. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. She is amazing in this. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, Harvey Firestein plays his brother. Yeah. Frank. No wonder he doesn't like smoking. Why? Oh duh. Fuck, yeah. It sounds like he smokes like eighteen packs uh, a day. Well, I think I think it's kind of sad that Harvey Firestein is typecast. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, you're gonna go there, and I'm not. I think it's sad that he always has to play the man on the phone with his mother because <laughs> he literally <laughs> in, Independence in, in Independence Day in this, he's always talking to his mom on mom. the phone. Mom. <laughs> No, no, don't go outside. Mom, calm down. You can, don't go outside. I can't make it there. I think as a kid, I watched this movie in Independence Day so much. I just thought it was the same character. It's the character. same guy. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, that is the same character. Somewhere in Independence Day, his brother 
Daniel Hillard is somewhere out there <laughs> working in San Francisco. No, he's on the rooftop going, welcome aliens. <laughs> you think he's out there? Yeah, he's on the rooftop for sure. It, no, he didn't make it because no. if the aliens saw, they'd be like, oh, I love Miss Downfire. <laughs> I, I remember I remember that scene, and somehow it's, it's, it's very funny, but I'm pretty sure we actually watch him die. <laughs> That he's that he's just like on the phone with his mom. He's like, mom. He's like, oh crap. There's like a and it's fireball. Just, yeah, mom, mom, mom. No, you can't feed the dog that. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> like that's like a thing he would say. Are you eating nuts? I'm allergic to nuts. You can't eat macadamias. It's a tree nut. <laughs> it's great though. I like I like him in this movie. I love how how he's great. Yeah, I do love him. And a little little bit. Um, I expected this movie to have more issues. Like, uh, you know, like, oh, great. Like, my, not going to hold up modern day, but I thought it was slightly progressive in a lot of things. Like, yeah, to, have a, to have a, a gay couple that's just like, yeah, they, that's them. Yeah. They call it Aunt Jack. He calls her Aunt, him at Aunt Jack oh, at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that's Uncle right. Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. Yeah. And it's like everybody was cool with it. Yeah. You know, so I, I, lo- I really thought that was great. It's, it's cool. You, you, yeah. You don't, they don't. They don't have any need or feel the need to address it any anywhere beyond that. Right. And it's just like this is cool. And like any like movie around this time that would have something like that in one of these movies would have made fun of it somehow. It would have for, brought for it for no fucking reason. It would have brought it probably would have brought it very much to the forefront for yeah. at least yeah. uh, a, a good portion of a scene. Where in this you know, is like oh scenes. he must be gay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. If, should... if this would have been like five years earlier, the judge would have been like. I can't grant you custody because you have a gay brother. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. It's like, what the heck? I could fucking see that, man. Like, <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And everybody go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't trust them. Yeah, yeah. That's gross. Can't trust them. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go judge. Why are you eating? <laughs> it's popcorn. <laughs> I'm in the movie theater. Oh, okay. And I. What I you, thought you were the judge. Sorry, I should have defined the set, uh, the setting. But no, I I, I love this. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Sorry, zip, zop. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but I I love this scene because when when they just start going back and forth, are we there yet? Like, yeah, when yeah. he's, I mean, he's he's asked. He's asked them to do this for him. And I love that moment when he walks in and he's just like, you make me a woman. He's like, oh, honey, so, <laughs> yes. I knew you'd understand. <laughs> so do you think do you think he tells is he just being like, hey, I just want to be a woman or is he like, this is what I'm doing? Uh, that's a good point. That's Ooh, a good question. That's, that's never really ever brought up. No, it's and not. you never really get any inkling of that at if, all. If my brother got a divorce from his wife and is like, hey, I'm going to pretend, I'm going to violate court orders and pretend like I'm a woman so that I can be in the house, my old house. Uh I'd be like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, you're fucking crazy. I don't know if you want to do that. It's like, um, well, I would have supported it in post. (laughs) However, you just made me an accessory to this. So I I can't be. You know that judge hates me, okay? (laughs) I am implicated now. Yes. Exactly. I I hope he didn't tell him. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's just so excited to be like, this is great. Yeah, he's like, this is going to be a lot it's of fun. It's for an experiment or something. Yeah. 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 He TV goes, show. When he is going through all of these oh, characters, so the Barbara Streisand one is my favorite. And I literally just caught it on this last rewatch. It's like, oh, I should, I got to stop giving these gibbeans from the from a moyle. <laughs> and I know what a moyle is because of Robin Hood men in tights. Uh. And a moyle performs circumcisions. <laughs> 
and these gibbines <laughs> are chicken skins, like fried chicken skins or Jesus. something. And you're just, they're so chewy. And it's just like that you guarantee. Ah, just like, that was improv. Like floating sure. yentl or something? Yeah. He is just like, again, this is, we just get another nice scene of, hey, um, Robin, we're going to dress you up in a, like several different ways. You have four hours Go now ahead. in this chair to think about what funny jokes you're going to yeah. Yes. And we're going to flip you around and we're going to have you do it like eight times for each one of these. Great. I got, I got to say, AJ, I think I disagree with you. For some reason, Barbara Streisand freaks me out. That was a sp- And like, a sp- this like solidifies it. Yeah. I don't Not know. Not a Barbara Streisand. And the, my, my home to hold the butter. What the fuck song is that he sings? What is? The, he's like singing to the camera. As like Barbara Streisand. Oh, uh, I don't know the song, but yes. And uh, but the like he comes together like singing with them, and then I love it when his brother and Jack come into yep. the scene yes. too, and they're singing together. I they're singing to the camera. Apparently, they knew the song, and then Robin Williams didn't. They had to like teach Robin oh, Williams the song on set. Oh yeah. my gosh! So you I, get I to meet it. you get to meet Pierce Brosnan for the first time now here as Stu, and and going into this, I was you know I remember. Going like, ah, oh, you know, like, man, Sally's like just being a little rough on on our boy here, and then and then all of a sudden you see Pierce Brosnan, and you go, I love you. Yep, <laughs> you're gorgeous. You're way hotter than Robin Williams. You're yeah. right. Like he, man, Pierce Brosnan is just a well, I love stalwart. Man. I love the line she's or he's like, I always hoped you'd find happiness, and she's like, Wow, that's so nice, and it just cuts to him right away. He's like, I know. Says <laughs> that charming smirk. I know. I'm Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I know. I'm going to be James Bond soon if I do well. Do you notice my accent, Miranda? I'm Pierce. Just Brosnan. the way he says her name that ah, turns me Miranda. on. Miranda. Miranda. There's Miranda a little so smoke in his voice. You. Yeah. You know, and he's got the he's got the light suits that are just the nice daytime suits with the open yeah. shirt. It looks like you could peel the suit right off. The of man, the man should be driving like he he should have like Magnum PI's car, but yes. somehow it's not pretentious. Yeah. How do you do it, Pierce? And and you know <sighs> what? Like Kurt Russell, he only gets hotter when he ages. Only gets yeah. hotter. The fucking Silver beard he's got Fox. now. Good god. Silver Fox. There's a couple things about Pierce Brosnan that I must I must talk about. Number 1, the character of Stu as my understanding, was supposed to be like the classic bad guy, right? Yeah. That it was like, oh, right. Oh, no. He's actually a, he's a, he's a shitbag. Yeah. He's like, dude, he's like Craig Kilborn or Craig Kilborn, maybe in uh, Wedding Crashers, you know, like, yes. Like, you find uh, out, oh, you find out behind the scenes. Or uh, Bra- Bradley Cooper or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. Bad, yeah. bad example. Bad, but yeah, no. you, you, you think it's good intentions, but then turns out, yeah, I'm just here to take all of her money. <laughs> right. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. That, that kind of stuff. You you, you kind of keep thinking, like, uh, he's going to turn into this. And they kind of rewrote the part, I think, when Pierce Brosnan um, was taking it over or accepted it, that, no, he's actually, like, the perfect person to step into this family situation. Yeah, yeah. he really is. He loves those kids. I, and yeah. he is just... Absolutely infatuated with Miranda. Yeah. And you're just like, you know what? Robin, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, I'm sorry, bro. But this man, he could have my heart as far as and I'm concerned. And it is funny how he tortures him throughout this entire movie. It's fun to oh, see that. It's, yeah. it's it's so entertaining. But yeah, at the same time, I think he even deep down knows over time that like he is pretty good for Miranda. Yeah. yeah. And pretty good for his kids. I think it's overall. part of what's so threatening about him. Yeah. 
yeah, to, exactly. to Daniel, you know. Who was your favorite uh, prank phone call person that he made when he was calling <laughs> the babysitters? I take job. I, I am job. I am job. I am job. <laughs> I am job. I am job. Uh, I like the, uh, it's like where he's, he's screaming. He's screaming like in the back. Or like she picks up and it's like, hello. It's like, <laughs> would, you, would you get back in that cage? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I like the first one. Uh, She said, uh, I was in a band called Severe Tire Damage. Damage. So I had to look it up to be like, was there ever a band Severe Tire Damage? There was. Severe Tire Damage is credited as the first band to ever perform live on the internet. Whoa. That is literally all that is available. Apparently, they somehow, they worked for a... They were part of a, a building of scientists who were like discussing new technology about broadcasting on the internet, and they did a live broadcast in like 1993, and then in 1994 the Rolling Stones did a live broadcast, and they were like mentioned in Rolling St- in New York Times as being the first man who did it, who opened for the Stones, like kind of a, some like. I, that is all I know. That that's, is all that's I know. That's all it is. That is literally all that it is. Severe tire damage. The recordings are gone. No one yeah, like, cares no one about cares. what they sounded like. No. <laughs> they just have that stat. To I, their I, name. That, that's that's the one credit they got. What is what is the uh what's the thing the reasoning why she she said, Oh yeah, I used to be in a band and I used to do this and it's like, oh I don't what did she say? He says Oh, I don't do this. I don't. Uh, I don't work at the mails because I used to be one. Oh, that <laughs> that was a different one. <laughs> that was a different one. But I used yes. to be one because <laughs> I used to be one. Uh, the position's been filled. Yeah, I I love these little montages because there's more and more of getting to see Robin Williams just do what he just do has characters been doing. Yeah. so good. And then I I never thought about this before, but I love the detail of when he does call as Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, the she's like, oh, what what's your name? And he's like, um, my name, um. And he says, it's a headline that says, police doubt fire was an accident. I never realized that at all as a kid. I never like yeah. actually. Police doubt fire was an accident. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That'd and be pretty just... hard to just look around the room and just come up with a name real quick. Like um, Cornridge. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Cornridge. I did it. Goon, goon dogs. <laughs> goon dogs. Sean Goondog, Mike Cornridge, come on, AJ, quick, go! Uh, uh, I need your name. What is it? It's 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 Jeff uh, Jeff Jeff Matt Matt. Ooh, uh, <laughs> Dracula Jeff Dra- Matt Jeff, Dr- Dracula Duel. <laughs> you guys aren't good. Uh, I was quick. I was Cornridge. It's, go. It's, it's Jeff VHS Maps. Did I do it? <laughs> My name's Craig. <laughs> uh. uh Craig. (laughs) (laughs) AJ Craig. All right, let's move this on to scene three. So during the interview, Mrs. Doubtfire is offered the job by Miranda. The children initially struggle to adjust to Mrs. Doubtfire's strict methods, but they soon begin to thrive, becoming happier and doing better in school. While Daniel continues to improve himself and the children, Miranda begins to date a man named Stu. One night, Chris and Lydia accidentally learn that Mrs. Doubtfire is their father in disguise, but after the initial panic and learning why he did it, they agree to keep it a secret and are happy to have him back in their lives. Um, so before this, I want to talk about um, when he is getting uh, all the makeup done to him and everything. It is a it is a cool little uh, cinema lesson of how that is actually done, like the prosthetic and uh, filling or you know uh, putting all the makeup 
on the person mm -hmm. or like putting their cast and then filling that cast with like a caster mold and then like sculpting that and then putting uh, latex over that and sculpting with that sculpt uh, is actually pretty much how it's done and how it's always kind of been done. It's pretty cool to see that in a mainstream movie where you don't like if you're not really interested in it. That's pretty much is how it's how it's done. I think it's important that they showed it, you know, because you, they need you need this trans this this whole like transformation um to be you need to understand why or how it's happening you mm -hmm. know and they kind of show it, it's like uh well we just did first they just do some wigs and some makeup and then they do some latex like prosthetics like a nose and then they take it one step further and then finally it's like we got to go all out you yeah. can't you can't just go to halloween express and like, no. pick out a mask or something like that if, you it, know? if it was any better you'd be mother you'd be mother <laughs> Yeah, you can't go to Halloween Express and just and buy the uh, old housekeeper, you know, outfit. No, you gotta you, you gotta do a little bit more. The old hag mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they did say Sean that like they wanted it to look like he could just put this prosthetic mask yeah. on, but in reality, it was multiple layers it of would things. Take a and long, yeah. long time. Oh, yeah, okay. it was like a four and a half hour process every day. But they wanted it to be this believable. Oh yeah, you just put this thing on over your head. It works. It works. Yeah, for the it completely works. I'm, oh, it looks good. Yeah, he looks nothing like himself. He becomes completely a character that you forget is is him underneath. One hundred percent. It's it's crazy. This like it's it, in Pierce Brosnan. I think even in an interview was like I never really worked with Robin Williams. I was I worked with Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire the whole time. Like it's I don't know if he stayed in character like. In, in between takes or anything, sure. But still, like uh, it's unrecognizable. Like when when they meet for the first time and like she meets the kids, um, it's really tough for me to watch Lydia's response to it because I I think she's just kind of being a bitch. So you have the older kid is all that is a typical role for the older the older kids are always like Ugh. yeah. Think about Uncle Buck. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. The older daughters are like mm. it's true, and the two other kids are like this is great. Yeah. Like uh, I just, uh, I but I do I do think it's like just such a very believable thing of uh, the moment that you see Robin Williams when that door opens up. I just don't think it's Robin Williams. Anymore. I like that they when wait I was a to kid, show that. Yeah, like they could have showed him and been like, "Cool, yeah, okay, now let's send him to the house." But they don't. They wait for that door to open. Yeah, you don't get to see the final the final product. The Ninja Turtles. Maybe. They they Ninja Turtles yeah. this. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I want this is the Ninja that, Turtles effect. Can that be a, yeah. a, a that that can be a thing for us, right? Oh, yeah. they Ninja Turtle the scene really yeah, well. They yeah. did. Very um, well. But yeah, we wait for that door to open. We don't get to see her until that door swings open, and and from that moment on, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. And in my head, as a kid, I, that's the way it was. By the way, what are the kids watching? Before she comes over, Dick Van Dyke, bro. Well, it's it's like a like a black and white of thing of like somebody like pushing clay on someone's face, like a oh. nose that thing. Twilight I mean? Zone, bro. It's just it could be, but it's like whatever I watch when I get home late at night after recording this, and I smoke a huge bowl. Yeah. That's that's what I watch. Ew. Sean's I just Sean's just like. <sighs> that's my show. <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen this. <sighs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. It's a good show. Cannonball. Cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that the uh the bus driver scene is a little sad to me. Like the, I know. Upon re like it's supposed to be 
What I don't know what it's supposed to be, but on modern day rewatch, both of those interactions are kind of sad. This is how disconnected I was as a child watching this. I would I literally thought I was like, oh, that'd be nice if they got together. <laughs> <laughs> He's a creep. Lonely. You're just like, he's a creep, right? We I, all agree? I, I, well, no, okay. I don't think so. No, I I think he's like sad, lonely. lonely old man who like lost his wife ten years ago, and just is like, that looks like a real nice lady, and it's like a, I'd love to take her out to eat some night. Hope you have something nice and warm to go home I, to tonight. I okay. You, you you can read it. Well, like I I see where you're going, and I can see that. <laughs> I, I think as a kid, it, I thought that. It, the, what you thought? Like, I was like, Ugh. he's like yeah, looking like, her yeah, up and cr- down and shit, like. You hope we have some place to go warm to go home to tonight. Okay, so like here's my bed. I mean, I sleep on this bus actually. <laughs> I own every night. <laughs> I, I sleep in the cargo compartment below. <laughs> uh, it's very cozy. <laughs> I, so upon rewatch, I this time around, I felt more on the creeper vibes. However, as a kid, I just thought like, oh, they'd be a nice couple. And now you guys talking about this, I kind of think. Where did they uh where did they get the idea in like shaping and prosthetics for you know the face? And now I'm thinking he's so wide-eyed when she walks onto that bus. It's like, "Oh my god, my late wife." Oh no. <laughs> what? It can't be, but it looks just like her. And you're like, "I hope you got somewhere nice and warm to go home to." It's like, is this like his this is like his wife, I think. He just seemed like a sweet old man who was just trying. He was just lonely and felt that maybe she was lonely yeah. too. She was by herself. He used to be like an author that his brother really liked or something like that, and and, and like uh, modeled hit that Mrs. Doubtfire off of his late wife. Found then, an obituary. Yes, exactly. Found that picture, <laughs> and then uh, he retired because she, you know, he's a widow now and just drives a bus because he just because it's easy is a for lonely. Him to- Easy for him to meet and talk talk yep, to people yep. here and there when he's driving the bus. And he Turns sees up. her walk on the bus, and it's like literally a fucking ghost walks and on there. And it's like angels walking onto his bus. Yeah. Sounds like an R.L. Stein story. Oh, I'd like to. Just Hi, the way God made you. I'm R.L. Stein. Natural. Okay, so what about the Mrs. <laughs> Selner scene? This is the first. This is the best. This exhausts me. Like This gives <laughs> me anxiety that I never knew I had. That as a kid, you're like, this is so funny. But not, like as an adult, I'm going, oh, my God. Like mm. What if he gets caught? He's ruining everything here. What's going on? Mrs. Selner. Uh, uh, yeah, she's going to walk right in at any point in time. I love it. I love the script's like excuse for it. It's like, oh, that's uh, my my brother. Daniel's my brother, and she's his sister. Yeah. And so he's got to play both characters. It's it's just a, a clinic of uh, like comedic improving, acting, and timing. And staging with the direction and everything. It's just, it's a fucking absolute clinic and it's so much fun to watch. And Definitely. then you get the gems of like when he does do like, oh, do you, lo- you want a little cream? And you're saying, oh, there's a little cream. Like all of that, like that, that the, the lights, well, first of all, it was going to be like avocado on his face. <laughs> He's going to put like a... Because, uh, like you know, you always have a just a plate you of just avocado. Block. Just, you just, yeah, a block comes, of... Co- yeah. comes with every house you buy. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> just a, so, a guacamole tray? Yes. Okay, cool. So he was going to put that on his face, but it looked like too monstrous, like Frankenstein's monster pretty much. Uh-huh. And so they uh, exonated that idea, and they just came up with the cream, the pie filling or whatever. And so the set 
lights were too hot, much like these set lights. They're not too hot. Because these are LEDs. Yeah. Um, but they were so hot, they were like melting what was on his face, and it like actually was falling <laughs> off him. So they just like, oh, oh we'll keep that. That's a funny joke. Yeah, keep doing that. Let's let it fall on the coffee. And so he like improv like, like in a scene, it wasn't supposed to happen. It fell in. One lump or two. Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. another one. It, that, all of that was improv. And like the... The filmmakers, Chris Columbus and everybody, were just like, well, that's fucking funny. So they just like get inserts of cream falling into the coffee or the tea. You know, it's like that. Fuck yes. That's filmmaking right there. That's like problem solving, but making it a joke. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing thing to to make a movie and you have to be able to like roll with the punches and, you know, do. Otherwise, otherwise you're 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 fighting against the movie itself, I think. And if you if you allow those things. And they have the eye, Chris Columbus has the eye to go ahead and do that, you know, to say, I think we talked about it in some other movies that he's done, but it's that he has the eye and the acceptance of things to happen. Yeah, and, that's a gift. And and then take it all in and, and film it. That's yeah. a gift given to you that when you have a performer who makes a mistake, be a joke now. Yeah. You use that. Use you know, it. that's, you know, it, it's hard to make, we talk about it all the time, it's hard to fucking make these movies. Mistakes happen all the goddamn time. It doesn't go perfectly ever. And then once it, once a, like something like this happens, yeah. you use it. I, I love it. It's like, oh, well, it's like, I, I just always felt it's like, so it's a little bit of light cream and, and then some, yeah, <laughs> it's egg whites. And this is, a, I found that it's really great for the complexion. And, and then it also makes a great cup of tea. And it's just like, plop. And then I like that Ooh. Mrs. Selner. <laughs> yeah, she, Ooh, she puts it there. And she's just like, <laughs> she does have nice skin. <laughs> exactly. Is that the most recognizable thing of you think of in this movie? Is his face with the pot with the pie on it? I love it. I mean, this this is in our kitchen at my fiance's and I's house. Yeah. Apparently, he says hello, but like I always thought it was toodaloo or something. Like I, no. I always thought it was woodaloo or something. <laughs> you know, I don't you think I it was hello. Know. I always thought it was hello. Hello, hello. Yeah. I just always thought there was like an extra syllable in there of like a hello. like a like a well hello or that kind of a thing you know or woodaloo yeah I don't know what it was I love it get at us is it woodaloo is it toodaloo or hello or is Please. it well hello is it just well, hello? hello we don't know I'm gonna I want to I want to do uh, a bunch of takes of it but then just put different captions below just to <laughs> yeah. fuck with people <laughs> same take yeah but just as he goes yeah, just that's the very true thing yeah you read it then it's that's what happened. The one thing that I, I found, I don't know if I like it about this movie, is the the song lists from here on out. <sighs> so, like, every, like, we we fucking get it. Luck Be Lady is great. Luck, I don't no, mind it's, that. It's not great. Okay. it's uh, These these songs, maybe by themselves, are fine. But, like, Luck Be Lady is, like, you, if, unless you're making a movie in Las Vegas, don't use that song. You, like, like, we fucking get it. He's... It was Daniel, and now he's dressing up like a, a lady. Luck be a lady. Luck be a lady. Walk like a man. Talk mm-hmm. like a man. Dude looks like a lady. Fuck that song. For fu- Hold on on that. One more, okay. too. Then they do uh, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, yeah. which I never really thought about. The lyric says, ain't no drag. Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. I was uh. like, are we... What are we- are we are we are we repurposing words? You know what I mean? Like I, whatever. That's, it's got to be producers who are just like so. So this is about a, a man dressing up as a woman, huh? Okay. Well, we got to put some fucking funny songs. Oh, in here. you know yeah. what'd be fun? You know what'd be fun if, if just find some songs that talk about uh, ladies. And yeah. 
and say like lady and man oh, and yeah, yeah yeah yeah. How yeah. about that, guys? Oh oh. Also, um, like let's let's just write in a Halloween scene where she takes the kids trick or treating. We'll do I want candy. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That sounds. Yes. Write yes. that in, please. <laughs> no, dude. Dude looks like a lady. Is can, maybe the worst song ever written of all fucking time. Yeah yeah. I think so. Can we uh? Can we also? I'm sorry. I you said I want candy. No, no. Uh, I, yeah, that's talk true. more about Aerosmith. Aerosmith okay. is the is the worst. <laughs> I'm too of sexy for my shirt. I just all I wanted. <laughs> Go ahead. I'd rather listen to that. <laughs> Sorry, yes, yeah. AJ, do, you're do, 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 do. she's I putting on different outfits. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, didn't we get prime that montage? This is fucking prime time for that's that. the one that would have ended it for us. We wouldn't have to listen to it again. Go ahead. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would like that would have imploded the universe. Yeah. I think if we have another one of those. Um, but this, what is the fucking sound? <laughs> It's, it's that. It's just. It's him saying that, but with some weird inflection. You reverse it. Fuck. That. That. that you look like a leader. They wrote this in like '87, just ho- just crossing their fingers, going someday, someday there's gonna be a movie where a dude dresses up like a lady. Fuck <laughs> this song. Dude. And then we'll get on the Armageddon soundtrack. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then I can serenade my daughter. <laughs> I can watch my daughter fondle Ben Affleck. Cool. Every day I serenade my daughter when she's getting laid out. I love you, babe. Ben Affleck's in your bed. <laughs> ben Affleck in your what? Uh, nothing. That's fine. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, that's face, face first, I hope. <laughs> ben Affleck's in your special place. <laughs> I have a, I have a question here. This I I love the progressiveness of this movie. Like I was watching this whole thing going. I'm waiting for it to fall apart. Like I'm waiting for a moment where you're like, Ugh, there is the '90s for you. And I think we finally get it. In the where the kids find out who he is, oh. yeah, that was the one thing where I'm just like, "What? Come on! Like, like this is your yeah? I like everything about the scene. Mostly Chris's lines in this. Yeah, the kid is where it just like you're like, yeah, this is weird. Well, and that and like if I was a kid and I saw that happen, I'd be like, whoa, weird, and that's it. <laughs> well, you, I'm like, oh my god! Well, oh like, my god! They, they go. He's like, quick, call nine one one. And and correct. Let's call nine one one because oh my god, we don't know who is this person that's yeah. actually in her house now. But that's not the way they go. They call nine one one. She's a he. He's a she. She's a she's a she she. He's a he she she she. Like that's where it's like, oh, that's why we're calling the cops. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it, it could have it could have instead been. Um, that this is a man dressed up like a woman, and unfortunately, you just don't know it's your dad. Yes, obviously, right? Well, and they're not progressive kids at all. You have yeah. to understand these kids watch fucking stupid Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Nobody watches school. Dick Van Dyke. Fucking Street Sharks is on. Gut, guts yeah. is, is on right now. Street fucking Sharks. A. Global Guts is about to start. Let's go. Legends Double of dare. the Hidden Temple. Come on. Adventures of Pete and Pete. Salute your shorts. Mike Summers. God, hey, Let's dude, do it. This is, no, we like to we like to watch old. Stuff. We like the classics. We always watch Dick Van Dyke. We always. <laughs> You're interrupting my Dick Van Dyke time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, can't, I have a whole character worked out in my brain now. We're just like we always watch Dick Van Dyke. We always watch Dick Van Dyke. Like Whatever you, you have to tuck your shit. Yeah. Go, we always watch Dick Van Dyke. We always watch Dick after Van Dyke. we have our popsicles. <laughs> hang on. Uh, 
I always watch Dick Van Dyke. Have you seen every Gar- time? Have you seen Gargoyles, dude? Is that on Dick Van Dyke? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, it's not. Well, I only watch Dick it's Van like Dyke, a, and we always watch Dick Van Dyke. Well, it's like a cool animated show where it's like it's got uh, Keith David in it. He does a voice of Goliath, and it's like a, like they come to life at night and like fight crime and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Is it in black and white? <laughs> What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I don't like color. <laughs> My mom says that no, since I'm colorblind, we should just watch TV in black and white. Just another. Oh, you're colorblind. I'm sorry. But yeah. you can watch uh, animated shows if you're colorblind. I think it's fine. You still get the context of it. Is it on before or after Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> I think it's on at the same time. Okay. <laughs> just another reason why you should uh, check us out on YouTube, my friends, because uh, you got to see what AJ looks like. Anyway, that, that's just that's another Ace Ventura moment for me. I, I had to get it out. That's like the lazy plot writing, yeah. in my opinion. Just like, yeah. And so like once once this is revealed to them, I don't think there's enough done filmmaking-wise, to be honest, to like cut to their reactions of like, like the will people who don't know who he is find out who he is or not. You know what I mean? So like, especially once they're at the dinner thing, which we'll get to later, there's not enough shots of like, Oh, he might get find out, found out right now. Like I want them to cut to the kids reactions a little bit more than they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, like, like looking at each other. He's like, Oh, going to up. Yeah, exactly. Slipping up and like going, Hey dad, doubtfire. There's not You're enough. Like, yeah. There's not enough in you know. I don't. I don't know if I need more reactions from them, but I would like a little bit more because, like, the, I think the storytelling kind of forgets that they know. Yeah, throughout the throughout it, the film. At the same time, though, if we were going to be particular, I also don't want it to become a uh, oh, are they going to slip up kind of situation. I don't want to. I don't want to have to worry about it because I want him to be able to focus on uh, this literally uh, secret agent potential man is moving in on my family and I'm watching it from the pool bar and I just watched him do a perfect dive off this by the way uh are we are we at the pool scene yet let's move on one more thing mm -hmm. why wouldn't you just sit down to pee every time sometimes I I do sometimes I love to like if you're if you're trying to like keep up this facade there's a noise that comes with Males, it's well, true. And you know up. that, like you know, you when you when you know there's a, a a girl you're trying to impress in the other room, you try to pee as hard as you can. Right. Yep. Into the you know, deepest it, part. Yes. Because so then it makes it sound like it's a very powerful. Women. Penis. Women. Powerful listen up. Stream. This is uh, uh, male secrets coming up. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, things guys do. You know, he's trying to impress Miranda to be like, whoo. You think so? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> No, you got to sit down. I, I, I just wanted to mention at some point in this podcast, I want to talk about peeing hard on purpose. Yeah, and that was my moment, and I just don't think it fit. We right. we'll get sometimes there. we'll catch each other in the bathroom in in the yeah. studio, and what guys do then is be like, "Oh, that's a good stream, man." It's a male dominance thing. Yeah. I think you know, it really it's like, is. It's a, you have to you have to aim at the deepest part of the toilet <laughs> and really push. Oh man, that water is cold unless and you, deep. Unless you pooped earlier, and there's like particles or like along right. the side, you have to try and pee those off. You're doing a fa- that's, that's you're doing your the favor. Yes. Yeah. I sit down to pee, Mrs. Doubtfire. That's that should have happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, I agree with one. You. It's a character flaw. Yeah. Girls sit down to pee. Yeah. Sit down. Maybe, Lock the door. Yeah. Maybe his maybe his feet his feet would hurt from the heels. You'd want to sit down. Yes. We get it. He's been playing soccer in heels. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, scene four. <laughs> One day, Daniel's clowning around with toy dinosaurs on a TV set when the CEO walks in and is impressed. He invites him to dinner to discuss further. He agrees, but then is invited to Miranda's birthday dinner at the same restaurant on the same date and time. Daniel decides to attend and change back and forth between characters and dinner tables. Getting tipsy off of scotch, he makes mistakes, which lead to everyone finding out Mrs. Doubtfire's true identity. Tell me, boys, did you know who Mr. Lundy was? God Mr. Lundy? God damn it. Um, His name, his real uh, name ooh. is Robert Prosky. Great Outdoors? Yes. Yes. He is Wally from The Great yes. Outdoors. Yes. Right away, I was like, well, you should, sure will get the shits from the oil water. <laughs> I, th- I, thought that was, I thought that was a great... I mean, he we died on the car ride over he, here. He died on the car ride over here. Ah, Jesus. Jesus. You're <laughs> kissing him? Yeah, Mr. Lundy. What do you think about Mr. Lundy? I, like I love Mr. Yeah. Lundy. Yeah. I like him as the CEO of the like... Man, I'm really trying to figure out how to make our station better, but we got this guy, and like, I don't know. I, I really so don't know what to the do. Dinosaurs are gone. So crustacean. Period. Do you like, think like he he sounds like his? He doesn't have any organs left in his body. It's just <laughs> he's just bones. He's just bones. It's still a better you like, play the bones. It's still a b- better dinosaur movie than like Lost World was. Whoa. Wow, underrated. I'm I think saying. this was this is a better dinosaur movie. Yeah, this guy, this guy <laughs> playing with the dinosaurs is better. Which is unique that Jurassic Park was the number one movie of this year. That's a good point. This was number two, and then we've got dinosaurs. I would he's say, like, he's probably, I would agree with you if you said Jurassic World movies because those can go to fucking hell. Well, <laughs> well, well, you're right. I haven't seen the newest. Let's one. talk about that for five hundred minutes. <laughs> No. Okay. Um, no. I, I love this moment, actually, between uh, Daniel and Mr. Lundy because, and this is, I think, why I why I like Mr. Lundy so much is because it's like he's he's going off on him and he's just like, who would keep this, who would keep this dinosaur on TV for this long? He was putting me to sleep when I was a kid. He's like, what idiot would do this? He's like, that'd be me. He's <laughs> like, you? He's like, oh, Jonathan Lundy. He was like, formally employed <laughs> he's like maybe he's like oh he's like it's a funny joke <laughs> i love their back and forth yeah but then but you see this very very human side of of lundy who who very very easily again could just be a a corporate crook and and like Stu's uh stew could have very easily been the sleaze sleaze very ball. easily you have all these characters that could have been sleaze balls but they're not and that's what i love is that and again it's like I don't want to be drawn away by the by the kids might find out. I don't want to be draw, drawn away by these by these potential sleaze balls. I wanted I want it to go. Um, I I want to be rooting for him constantly. You know, for the most part. And I think when you have this conversation, no, it's terrible. It's 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 terrible. It's it's ridiculous. He's been on for so long, and it's like you know, um, when he finally gets that meeting with him, I this is my like champion moment, and I love it so much. Well, they, you're right. They could have. Yeah, I, would ju- I just agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, that, I, about those characterizations, and uh, you th- you think they're going one way, and they they go this way. I yeah. like that a lot. At the pool, it like starts to go that way. He talks to he's like, ah, who are the kids you're yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. You the guy? You mean the forever bachelor slept with one hundred million women that just hates kids, never wants to even be around a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it opens the door for him to be like. I'm just yeah. here to take her. I'm just here to take her fucking money, dude. Yeah, like, like your dumbass loser husband. And the door was so open, dumb. and he goes, 
people can change, man. And he like lovingly looks off in the distance. I was like, but that little one, shit. I'm in love uh, with her. Natalie, I, she's I can't a wait sweetie to raise pie, her. and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but but dude, as a kid, then he then he even like he calls Daniel a loser. He yeah. does, and you're like, so you think you're like, whoa, no, he's a like, bad guy. As far as he knows, yeah, he is, he a, is loser. a loser. He is a loser. The guy can't hold a job. He's he's been taking advantage of of his his wife and what she's been working on in her career. And as far as he knows, that's exactly. And who even he is. if he doesn't know, have you ever dated someone? And referred to their old, their last boyfriend as like, it was a real nice guy. I met him, real nice guy. Oh, hey, you, you know Great what? guy, very, very, oh man, he's cool. I, Actually, I had a bigger sh- stream than him, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Pee P- next him one time. Yeah, see, see that's, that's why you would say that. That's why you would say that. That's, that's why it was, well, oh, oh, what happened? What's wrong with the dad? Shouldn't he be with that? Ah, no. Look, look, I peed next to the guy. <laughs> stream was weak. Yeah. Okay. Super weak. He's the guy that like doesn't even want you to hear the stream, no. so he kind of hits kinda, the side he, of the bowl. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, hits the, he hits the non-splatter Gets mat. Gets it all over his pants, but yep. he doesn't care because he doesn't want you to hear his stream. And there's exactly. another thing. like If you don't if like you don't create a stream, like it makes me nervous. So I need noise. I need to like be distracted so I right. can have a good stream. You, you, like, you pee and you get to that like moment where you're like, you don't have to push anymore. Yeah. You know? You uh, want to get to that point. You want to get to that point. It's look, I peed next to the guy. Doesn't doesn't have a big stream. I'm sure, he's a nice guy, but I'm the better man. That's yeah. what it is. I really, <laughs> I'm not intimidated by him because I'm, of his stream. <laughs> I really like. Uh, of course, it's like the intro of Pierce Brosnan to Miss Doubtfire, pretty much, right at, at this pool scene. No, they've, they they've met interacted. In the house. They yeah, they've interacted. But like, oh, I found this on the ground. This is the Mercedes. Oh, it's hood on. so good. <laughs> Just take you drive right that. <laughs> oh, shame when that happens. <laughs> oh darn. Oh darn. But when they get to the pool, he oh. is. On the diving board, like conveniently, like majestic body looking oh. man, tan as fuck. He's got he's 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 got a bead of water <laughs> dripping down that tra- all the way to his ball throw. We are attracted to Pierce Brosnan. God, um, that ain't no joke. But uh, like I love I love the he's like oh sorry I was just diving off the Olympic diving board. Excuse me. So, and good to see you, Miranda. Hello. Why is he performing this? perfect dive i i know it's like a private like a country club pool mm-hmm. right it must be like a private oh, thing yes. oh yes it's like filled with children and just people and it's like he's like doing these professional dives is this where he practices this is where he practices doesn't make any sense to me two things that you know from this scene one you know that this is a really bad stunt double <laughs> because most swimmers and divers are completely hairless yes pierce brosman has a great Great chest hair, and yeah. when it when it cuts to the guy diving, <laughs> no hair. There's <laughs> just bare chest. So like very bad stunt double. Number two, Miranda loves chest hair. Mm. Yeah, she has to. She's got a thing. She's got a thing for chest hair. Daniel, one of the hairiest guys in Hollywood. Yeah, Pierce. Whew. Mm. Whew. Let me say, whew. Sally Field can it's a fucking fox. You pictured them doing it. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> her and Pierce. You just kind of thought to yourself. No, her and Daniel. I want oh, to see them that. Get oh, back together. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Uh, anyways, her and Pierce. I know he's um, not a Bond yet, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to see them. I, I think they're bond. creating a special Bond. Hey. <laughs> and Zip, they're zab, about zab. to. Zip, zab, zab. Am I right? <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing this along. Okay, guys. <laughs> guys, upon critical rewatch, you there's such an easy thing here. Like, he... Agrees to the dinner yeah. with his boss. Okay. 
then he finds out, oh, no, he's invited to dinner with the family at the same place at the same time. Classic. Fucking say no. Say no you to the family. No. You, yes. you literally just go, I'm not going. Yeah. I can't go. My sister died. I'm leaving. Do anything. I have to go back to England for three months. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. Yeah. And then you sw- big swinging dick into the restaurant as Daniel. And be like, yes. oh, wow. What are you guys doing here? I have a, I have a pitch meeting. Uh, we, I, we're working on a new TV Mr. show. Mr. Lundy. I don't know if you know him. PBS. Yeah. Come on. Why, why is this such a thing? Like... I don't understand why. I mean, I get it because this is the climax comedic thing of yeah. the movie. We need this. But, like, he's not very smart. This oh. is terrifying. Having oh. to do this back and That's, forth. That, yeah, it's horrible. I oh. hate it. How could you say no to that little face? Uh, you say, no. <laughs> Kid, no. You don't run my life. I'm just a human, and I have my own shit to do. Okay? Yeah. I am not coming to your birthday dinner, and it's because of you. That's what you say to that little girl. That's how you, you say no. Listen, listen, you're you're uh you're terror in half. Your brother and sister know, but I'm your dad actually. And I know it's kind of shocking to hear right now, but I'm your dad. And yeah. uh, I'm actually working for something to make your life better. Right. So uh fucking listen to me. I'm not coming. <laughs> so, I am not coming. Oh, I have a job offer for something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking go do it. Because okay. all all he does is he goes gets he gets the job yeah. and boom, he's back in their life. Um by the way, and he's famous. So he's okay. Super famous. Oh, hey, you know what? You know what? What if he did go, and he has a good meeting, and maybe he does get along with Lundy, but they don't come up with a show idea because Mrs. Doubtfire never accidentally sat down at the table. He still, it still would have been great. It would have been a great show. It would have been it him. Would have been a great show, just him. You know himself. what? It, it pro- instead of it being the old lady, Mrs. Rogers. It would probably have been him replacing Dino Guy and yeah, doing a great fun show. Yeah, he would have been doing what show, he was right? doing okay. when he walked in on him. Dun 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 dun. Which also put your hands together, Mr. Jake. <laughs> Which also he did. He's like, oh, I didn't see you coming. He's like, he's been walking towards you for five minutes. Yeah, you didn't see him coming. <laughs> for fuck's sake. There was Damn. a there was a cool Please. moment. It's Sean. It's so I'm a I'm a simplistic plebe. You know I'm not a I'm not a film buff. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, I can't believe that that was a wonder. You know, like that's how my life is when yeah. we re- the it still got me. Like the the take where Mrs. Doubtfire walks in the bathroom, the yeah. woman's bathroom, and she's like brushing her hair, and then he walks out. Yeah, and I was like, how did they do that? And then I was like, oh, it was a Stunt double, which is cool too, because but it's so good. They do it so well, even with the like the pots or like the yes, flame, the flaming tits. Clearly a stunt double. Stunt double, like, but you get away it, like the flaming tits. Is that a band name? I is that a that. cover band I of the love, flaming lips? I love tribute? that. Okay, now love it that. is. Someone start it. Um, but no, like it, even the makeup is so good, you could put it on anybody and probably get away with it, which they do. True. And I, I love that about it, where it's like the Superman kind of thing. Yes. That's what's ba- basically what they're doing is like it goes in as Clark Kent comes out as Superman. Yeah. you know. Uh, it's very good. Okay, very real quick. seamless. Uh, the Flaming Tits is a Flaming Lips tribute band where everyone dresses up as Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, nice. yeah. Nice. Yes. And they use pyrotechnics in their live show. Yeah. And they, they, the, they, the, they the grand the, finale they have is... the flame yeah. Yeah, blouses. Yeah. Yep. This is a great episode. Man, we, are we are doing good. Craig, great. are we doing good? Oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have another beer. Yeah. One of, like, one of the best jokes I love is that like he gets he's getting wasted doing this right he's going back and forth especially to mr lundy yeah yeah he's drinking scotch with him the whole time i love that getting wasted and then he straight up 
fucking forgets that he's Mrs. Doubtfire yes. and goes to the table. <laughs> uh, just uh, they ran into some ladies back there, you know. You're Daniel. Daniel? Can you imagine that? That though? is so fucking funny, and it's like it's also frightening. It, very it much so. But like that's my favorite moment. I think is just he yeah. he gets so drunk, and he's probably so used to playing this character. Or like wearing this makeup in and the prosthetics and everything, he's just like I I forget that it's on sometimes, you know, which yeah. I'm sure probably happened on set. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I like like you say, I I do like how he uh, how he sits on down and he just he's just talking as Robin Williams. Yes. And for for it's very disorienting. It really is. It's and very he's, disorienting. And he's eight <sighs> scotches deep. God, you're Lundius. just like a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You think, hey, I got the stretch out of it. Uh, maybe, maybe this did actually determine that Lundy might be kind of a sleazeball. Yeah. it sort of did. Did it, did it kind of do that? Well, I bring got, a friend for me. Hey, she, she got a friend. Oh, hey, it's the nineties. <laughs> like, no, no, is there a third friend? Because I have my friend, the bus driver. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's no. looking for someone. No, as well. no, no, no. See, you, you're looking at it too wrong. You got Lundy. You got sleazeball corporate Lundy. Who's probably never been married? He's like, yeah, I'm Harvey Weinstein type, you know. <laughs> oh, but then you got bus driver who probably lost his long wife of like 45 years, and he's just lonely. He just wants to meet people. Mr. Lundy's oh. lonely. Wants to get his fucking heart on. Wants to get his head between. Uh, so legs. I got, I got, I got two things I need to say here real fast because um, uh, we're gonna do a fun little spinoff. Number one, Robin Williams or uh, Daniel could have saved this by simply saying because the last time we saw him at that table, right, he was going to find a friend for his friend. He could have come back and said, "Mrs. Delphire, oh, too. I'm your friend. Hi, I'm your friend. I'm your. I was the friend that uh, he was referring to. It's like, and then it's like, oh no, I'm not gonna do. No, no, not for me. Okay, and he's I'll like, go bring oh, back. well, darn. Oh God, I'll just uh, hustle on back. And then it's saved, right? Let's skip to a whole other dimension where Robin, uh, sorry, Daniel is so committed to to Mrs. Doubtfire that he does end up." <laughs> living with the bus driver <laughs> they create a wonderful bond everything goes south he doesn't get the job with lundy the prosthetic won't come off the anymore. prosthetics the prosthetic he's he's outed with his family he's completely ostracized from his family and court ordered to never speak to them again by any means so instead in his lonely state as mrs doubtfire Goes he to live gets, with the bus driver. Gets, I love he gets that. On the, he gets on the bus after all those scotches, and he's vulnerable. And that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the Sean Baker film of of this uh, of this movie. He makes like little progressive movies that are pretty good. You guys wouldn't know, but uh, people out there might know. <laughs> Thanks, Sean Pryor, for talking about Sean Baker. Derailed it. Derailed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Was, Sally Fields? I like that version. No, yeah. Reaction so on this reaction, scene before we move on. Reaction to this. She goes through like 20 different emotions in, mm-hmm. in like literally one shot. It's amazing. And, so and makes it believable and comedic at the at the same time the whole she time is so the whole fucking time. good the yes whole time. the whole time i have to go so good i have to leave like when she is that is the moment that you what you talked about earlier sean the the roadblock the absolute barrier to the train mm-hmm. of robin williams yes that is exactly the moment she she i mean robin williams is a great actor uh and a great performer great comedian uh, great, just character in general. Mm-hmm. But Sally Field is a fucking thespian. You is know? it Fields, plural? Sally is it Field? Fields. I think it's just Field. Sally, you know what? Can we? Because that's a thing. I, I got gotcha. you. I think Sally, Sally Field. Field. Singular Fields. Yeah. Okay. Field. A singular I was wrong. Field. 
There's multiple. It's it's not fields of dreams. It's field of dreams. <laughs> field of dreams. So. All right, final scene, everybody. At their next custody hearing, Daniel demonstrates he has a job and a suitable home, then explains his actions. Unfortunately, the judge is disturbed by his behavior and grants Miranda full custody. The ruling devastates Daniel and unbeknownst to him, Miranda, as she realizes that he never meant any harm. Daniel has his own TV show as Mrs. Doubtfire, and Miranda agrees to let Daniel back in their lives. Real quick question. Have you seen the horror trailer for this yes it's amazing dude <laughs> i think that's the best of any like false trailer i've ever seen like even on top of uh the shining family like good time trailer <laughs> the great the great outdoors yes. the shining i don't know if you if you're listening out there and you've not typed in mrs doubtfire trailer but it's a horror film like it really is this this is a comedy movie but like my God, we're like seconds away from just pure horror. It's in this movie. It's like a movie where like someone is watching a house and they don't know why there's like weird noises happening every, everywhere. Like they think it's haunted, but it's actually like a person in the walls. You yeah, know, yeah. It's like one of those movies. Like that's fucking horrifying. Like the the person you thought you've known is actually who is somebody else. Yeah, but they all. But you also know them. Wasn't wasn't the. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. It's like Jordan Peele has, has mentioned that the difference between horror and comedy is like a very fine line. It's so th- it's so prob- thin. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the end goal. Sam Raimi, Evil Dead. There, it's literally the end goal to be with the family or to kill the family. <laughs> it's like yikes! I love it. This whole thing wraps up a little too nicely for me, but but I do like. I guess in, originally they wanted they wanted them to get back together. Yeah. And they they tried so hard to shove it to shove it into a box and go yeah they're just gonna they're gonna get to and no I'm so glad that they didn't do that because it doesn't make any sense like he's done complete damage to this but almost to the point where it almost doesn't make sense that she comes around on him like he's technically think about the things he's done he tried to murder Stu. <laughs> Yeah, he, drunk, true. he drunkenly tried to murder Stu. He has zero sense of responsibility. He quit his job, uh, like without even thinking about it. He he didn't run the petting zoo idea by Miranda against her wishes. He threw the party. He's breaking the law. Like he probably should have gone to jail after this. Like of what he was doing and viol- like violating yeah. court orders and stuff like that. Trick he tricked them all into basically like telling them their deepest, darkest secrets, yeah. not knowing it was him. I f- find it so hard that she was able to come around on this just because he's got a successful TV show now. Yeah, <sighs> that was the one. As you get to the end of this, it's like, well, eh, and this is a little rough. And there's it's, like the literal aspect of of just because he has a TV show now, but then there's also like the the un- the underlying of like he's learned. You know, like, and I guess he had to com- become a completely different person in order to become a better person. But now he has, like, kind of grown up through Mrs. Doubtfire. And I think she's kind of seeing that, you know? Yeah. That's, I think that's how the movie comes it's, across it's, as. You can, you don't have to dive as deep as I did. Right. Because it, no. it's 100%. You're like, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. I think, I think, I think your feeling on it is valid. But, like, that's, that's how I feel. And it, it, it mostly works for me. But I yeah. see what you're saying. For for me, it's like the speech at the end in the courtroom. Uh, by the way, uh, he's now decided to represent himself. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Lawyer. Good move. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
but it's that speech, you know, and I remember I remember very, very vividly like watching that as a kid and feeling emotional when he says telling me I can't be with my kids. It's like telling me I'm to, I have to be without air, you know, like it's just like that's what it is. And I think that's the moment that Miranda realizes this is why he went to these lengths to be with them. And then I think my only question is how long between this trial and like the Mrs. Doubtfire show? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. when when he shows up at the door. <laughs> I love she shows up. She shows up on set and is like, hey, can I talk to you? Oh, yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, give me a second. And then likely five hours goes by getting out of, getting getting out out of, of his makeup. <laughs> they show her again and she's on the couch. She's going. All the lights are off. Even the janitors are gone. <laughs> All, right. All right, Miranda, what do you want to talk about? Now I'm now I'm ready. Now like, I'm ready to talk to you. Just left her on the hook. Like <laughs> that's what it feels like, bitch. All right, <laughs> near my world now, Grandma. Yeah, see how you wait around all week for you know just one hour. Yeah, it's weird. Do I, do, you- I do also really like the 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 interview with the potential um, oh, yeah. other babysitters besides yes. Mrs. Doubtfire. But after they find out, and the girl's like, "I don't do bathtubs, I don't do diapers, I don't do reading," and. I fucking hate children. I hate kids. Basically is what I'm saying. I, Give I, me your money. I don't want to fucking do, have anything to do with these children. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for coming on through. Do, when do I get paid? Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, I, I'm wondering if it's going to bump me into another tax bracket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just need to know those things. Do you think Stu and Miranda stay together? Because they do not address that whatsoever. They don't. I think so. I wish they would have at least... Because it wraps everything up so nicely, and I love how, and we'll talk about it in our final review, but like, we just need one more stew. We need stew picking her up for a date when he's at the house to take care of the kids. I need to see that. I don't know why, yeah. because he they already made it out to be like she's the they're they're going to be great together. And I would, like, great. I would like to see Daniel and Stu be like, or like Daniel specifically be like tell Stu like. You're a good guy, but also do some kind of joke. Yeah, they did that. They did that. I, I, <laughs> kind of, right? Sort of. I like, love that. I love that guy. moment of <laughs> bring her back by midnight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Just give yeah. it to me. I just I love that moment in the restaurant yeah. when it's like when he's like, "Hey, uh, thanks for the," uh, you know, it's like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah we're I'm gonna get the fuck out of here." <laughs> it's like this is too much. That's right. He might just be gone because this freaked him out. Too yeah, much. he's like, it "This is have. a lot." Uh, this is a lot. Um, no, I. I, I did want more, and I think uh, it's uh, it's it's a pretty emotional end, you know? It's a very emotional ending to have this, like, uh, monologue from Mrs. Doubtfire over, over the scene of them basically saying, we are not getting back together, but we want to have joint custody, and I want you to be with your dad more. And it's not them all driving off together into the sunset. It's him driving his kids off for an afternoon of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they made that choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, Which I is too. pretty progressive, I think, for this would have normally been when they're like, yeah, everything worked out great. Yeah. Yeah. And 100%. they wanted it too, but they but they also said they didn't want to relay that message to kids to be like, oh yeah, your your kids will get your your parents will get back together. Yeah, it's yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen, sometimes but sometimes it it's doesn't. okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be all right. Did you guys see so after the after the monologue there's the did the little after credit scene. I didn't see it. No. I didn't see it. So it's it's actually a it's a phone ring. It's a and then it's a it picks up and it's and it's Stu and Miranda's like yeah they're all gone you can come over now 
Didn't you guys see that? No, you're making no. this up. Yeah, I'm making that up. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love that. <laughs> and yeah, then they have a yeah. You can come over now. They have like a kids ten, are freaking gone. They have a ten to fifteen fuck. minute long sex scene. <laughs> yeah. At now, the end of this, the credits of this movie. Now we fuck all yes. get what we really wanted. Yeah, dude. Naked Pierce Brosnan. This, and Sally Field. And Sally Field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Creating. Um, I the do bond. hope that. Uh, when he got the deal for uh, with with Mr. Lundy and and uh, Mr. Doubtfire show that uh, they gave his brother some intellectual property. Oh yeah, uh, I think they credit. just I think they brought him on as the the makeup. I would person. fucking hope and so. paid him well. Yes. Yep. They just brought them on the, him, him and Jack as uh, the yep. dynamic duo. Just saying, you know, tag, tag your photographers. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Boys, yes. we have dissected this movie with a modernized time to give it a modern day rating so we can see where it lands in the echelon of movies we've done. Sean, what are you thinking, man? I uh, think that this movie is still really funny. I think that it's got it's it's a Robin Williams movie. And as as Hook is a more of a Steven Spielberg movie, you don't really see uh Robin Williams do Robin Williams in that movie. Maybe sometimes here and there. Sort of. But this is like his vehicle for what he can do. And uh, I think he does it the one of the best in this in this movie. Um, I think Sally Field's great. Pierce Bro- I think the whole cast is incredible. I love everybody. Um, there's some of it that's a little melodramatic to me. The music I don't really like. Like the soundtrack. Uh, well, <laughs> Well, I mean, Aerosmith and Howard Shore's score, I'm not yeah. really that big of a fan of. It's just, it's like way too, like, hopeful, melodramatic. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's mm. it's too parenthood to me. Uh, okay. Well, too full house. Yes. Uh, but uh, I, I would watch this whenever, probably. Um, I think it's a solid, solid movie. I'm going to give this a uh, 7.4. 7.4, AJ. What about you, man? I really enjoyed this movie and over over the course of, you know, from the first time I saw it up until now, like my appreciation for it just kept kind of building, you know, and finally getting getting to watch it again. And this is another movie that we've always talked about that has great layers of comedy, but it actually has some good layers of of drama. And Mm. this is not the pretty ending that you always seem to get in a movie like this. It's not the, the, the pretty ending would have been, they all got back together and they figured it out and magically they're going to be a family again. And it's not. And I think that's really great. Um, you know, that's, that's a good way that this movie, you know, wrapped up. And, uh, I think it's a fairly progressive movie and we get some of the greatest Robin Williams moments on screen that will ever exist. I think to be, totally real so that being said um i had a great time revisiting it and i am going to give this movie an 8.8 right on 8.8 one last thing for me i feel like sorry it's my turn yes please (laughs) i feel like michael's turn he's so good as mrs doubtfire in this movie i feel like i can smell her perfume yeah you know what i mean what does she say you smell like uh bug spray Oh, yeah. Doesn't uh, the little girl say I that? Like I, yeah. I, I smell my gr- my grandma's perfume so when I yeah. when I look at yeah her in this movie. Like it, 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 it's, there's a it's sense. so good. Like when we were looking at houses, like you know when it's yes. an old lady's lived there for fifty years. Exactly. Like, there it is. And now we're happily married. <laughs> <You and I. laughs> 
she says, oh, no, it's, you know, you age like a good fish, you know, it's always, it's, it's like, is she talking about her? <laughs> Never mind. All right. Never mind. Go. I got, I got some deeper final thoughts on this. Um, so like I've never, I've never been divorced. I've never had parents or grandparents who've been divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never dressed like the opposite sex. I've, I'm not gay. I'm not transgender. You know, I'm not qualified to make speeches based on any of those things. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've never tried to do that in this show. Right. But I have felt sad. I've felt unwanted. I've been the reason a relationship has ended. I've wanted to change things about myself. These are universal feelings that we can all relate to. These are broad, deeper underlying things that I think this movie tackles. And I think this movie does a really incredible job of letting us feel those universal emotions showing the importance of family and that none of us are perfect and never will be, but we do what we have to do to get by and to find happiness and to find love that we all deserve and to, to feel our best. Right. So I'm sure there's some problematic things with this movie in a modern day light, but uh, it was by no means a perfect movie, but I enjoyed that last scene, like really wrapped this in a bow i think it was really nice to, to go out on his mrs doubtfire character it was so speech. good man yeah. and, and so like it's not it's definitely not like one of the best movies i've ever seen but like i went into it going oh fuck two hours and five minutes like i remember thinking that and then and it just flew by yeah so I, i'm gonna give it a, i'm gonna give it slightly above parenthood because i feel like it's the same movie but just like it does it better mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give it a 7.42 executive producer david gould says as a child i would watch this movie with such wonderment i would laugh and daydream of having such a goofball of fa- of a father for my own or at least a hip-hop granny nanny to take me to the water park <laughs> but as a father and husband this feels like a creepy tale and a word of warning i know i would go through anything to keep my children close to me and a part of my life but watching this movie for the actual story and not just the comedic antics is slightly disturbing this man should be in prison or at least a psych ward for his actions i honestly believe if you removed aerosmith and added hans zimmer this would be a psychological thriller (laughs) well played well played but even with this, I still love this movie. Robin Williams has such a range that it's hard not to be captivated by what he does on screen. I still quote this movie often, and every time I hear Fiddler on the Roof, I picture Robin Williams in drag singing Matchmaker. My <laughs> matchmaker, modern day rating would be a 7.75, so that takes us to a 7.84 as a group, wow, which yeah. is not bad. That's going to actually take us into the number 32 spot. Right below American Psycho, right above Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Above, okay. It's it is above Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's 100%. below American Psycho, just right in there. I so think okay. that's okay. Uh, the, it's it makes a lot of sense that those two movies are right next to each other. So okay, I would watch those movies any day. But, yeah. Um, Double feature. Oh yeah. Triple. Trap Triple up. it up. No. We'll get some pie after it. <laughs> yeah. Get some pie. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week for Caddyshack with special guest Bert, larger than life, Kreischer. What? Was in the studio with us. We're going to do that. It's going to be awesome. Make sure you watch that movie before we go into it. And then we got a Patreon voted movie. Our Patreon members, top tier, 
voted on this movie, we are doing Airheads. Oh, yes. Finally. This is about oh, time. Yes. And if you are new to the podcast, go back this time last year. I got two of them for you. The Mummy and Boondock Saints. <gasps> the Mummy was one of our funnier episodes, strangely enough. But also, Boondock Saints is going to be very important here in the upcoming future. So, um, The Mummy is one of the better movies we've ever covered. So keep that in mind. That movie's a masterpiece. Well, not really according to... It's number 59 on our list. Top 100. Top 100. Top 60. (laughs) It's top 59. Just check it out. It's very good. And don't forget to call us. We have a voicemail. 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. What's up, Mike, AJ, Sean, Confused Breakfast Boys? Uh, Diggity Dave, the guy. Hey, all right. Um, driving guy. to work for the first time in three months. My LOA is over. And I just want to call and thank you guys for being a sense of normalcy for the past three months while my family was going through some craziness. Uh, I love joining the Patreon and the Discord and mixing it up with all the awesome fans over there. I'm going to continue to be a patron and enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a wild three months of sipping Cedar Ridge whiskey, hanging out with my son, and listening to you dudes yak it up. Uh, currently listening to the Clue episode. It's already hilarious. And um, really making a case for Surf Ninjas on the Patreon vote this month. Mm-hmm. Um, that has to win. Guys, Like we, we did Cocktail. We don't need another <laughs> Tom Cruise 80s movie with Days of Thunder. Uh, we, we're, we're, your guys are going to do Airheads. That's a given. It's like... Um, it was Escape from LA or Big Trouble in Little China. Like it's gonna happen. So yeah. come on, Surf Ninjas. If you're on Patreon, vote for that. If you're not on Patreon, go sign up. It's only ten dollars a month, and you can vote for Surf Ninjas. Let's go. Damn, dang it. <laughs> he's he's got a point. Patreon members, like you know, we put these movies out for you, and like we were gonna get to Airheads anyway. Yeah, we were going to get there. And but you voted on it, which is understandable because it's going to be a great episode. But you know you could use those moments to maybe pick the Surf Ninjas mm-hmm. or the Airborne. So just keep that keep that in mind moving forward. Damn, dang it, diggity Dave! Thank you for so much for calling in. Um, you are the best, and uh, continue to be. You are the best <laughs> around. Can, we appreciate you giving that shout out to uh, make sure that people will. Uh, engage and dictate a huge part of the show, which is picking the movies that we do. Um, but Mr. Dave and everyone else, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Um, make sure you're following along on the social medias and uh, make sure you're getting at us at Confused Breakfast. Just search for Confused Breakfast anywhere. Make sure you're checking out YouTube because this is such a fun place that we get to hang out bah! and do cool things. Go to confusedbreakfast.com and hit up our merch store. Uh, there's some fun stuff over there. Uh, you can get some shirts with our logo on it. You can get some damn dang it stuff. You can get some uh, coffee mugs. You can get some hoodies, probably some hats. Whatever. Can mouse we do pads, that? Mouse, mouse pads. pads. We, we can, can do whatever. You Shower curtains. Shower curtains. You can get some lawnmowers. Yep. Some confused breakfast lawnmowers. You can. Uh, go to our website as well and see our ratings. Uh, see how they stack up to your ratings. See how they stack up to our individual ratings. See how they stack up to the show rating overall. Goodbye. Love you. And just like Diggity Dave said, patreon.com slash confused breakfast. That is where you go to support this. If you've been listening to every episode, 
It's time to pony up. Come on. We're coming calling. Come on. Yeah, come on. Go on $10 a month. It really ain't that much. And we have so much to give you when you join that. We are part of Upload Media Group. They produce this show. Our boy Zreg over there running the media, running Slapping the audio. Agro Zreg. Uploadmediagroup.com here in Cedar Rapids. And we are on the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more about that. Cloud10.fm. That's it for us. We're going. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Let's see it works. Toodaloo. But she's greeting. I know. She wouldn't say toodaloo because she just came into the room. Shut up, Sean. I think it's like uh, AJ. I think it's like aloha. It's bye and hi. Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.